All right, we are back. It is the FFL Podcast. I am Jeff the Freebird Nickerson with his major co-host, Jeff Sicodney of the Miami Vice. Jeff, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hello, governor. <laughs> I'm doing cracking. All right. Uh, we're going to have to put a, a limit on the amount of times you can do something like that. So, um, yes, it is the... Are we calling it the Open? I'm a British Open guy. I don't care. But we'll call it the Open for all the people out there that get offended. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's the British Open because there are so many Opens now. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll, we'll call it the Open for the sake of not wanting to get sued or whatever. Yeah, I'll probably say British a bunch of times. But anyways, this year's Open is from Royal Liverpool. It plays over 7,300 yards it is a par 71. Royal Liverpool is not your traditional positional link course. If conditions remain soft, how they are right now and how people have been telling us they are very soft, it should reward reward players who can gain on the field in both driving distance and driving accuracy. The last two winners here, Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods, did the opposite. Uh, Tiger especially. He used irons every chance he had. He hit one driver all week. He hit over 80% of fairways on his way to the win. Um, This course is sweet. I watched the flyover today, and it was awesome. Um, It's exactly what I want from a British Open course. Um, Big pop bunkers and a lot of balls that are going to be out of play because of a bad drive. That's what I want to see. The British Open is my second favorite major, so I'm pumped for this one. Uh, Jeff, what do you think? Uh, I like it. I, I feel like it's being undersold a little bit because we're coming off of like a really big sugar high of St. Andrews, all the history there. Yeah. Uh, I want, you know, when I watched the flyovers, I was struck by how flat the course is, like in some spots. Like it doesn't, it doesn't look like there's a lot of movement on some of the fairways. Uh, but I, I find some of the holes to be very intriguing. I think uh, the internal out of bounds is a really interesting wrinkle that. Uh, you know, some people might not like, but I, I, I think it's a pretty cool thing to have. Uh, and I think it's going to really um, put pressure on people, uh, especially, you know, the last two holes. Yeah. 17, 18, like 17 is a real bear of a par three where it's like um, like a turtle shell kind of par three. Where yeah. if you don't get on the green perfectly, it's running off and you're looking at, uh, you know, putting some pictures on the scorecard and then. You go right into eighteen, and if you if you send that thing right, like you're looking at another bogey. Like if you have, you're gonna have to watch this thing right through to the end. I think yeah. uh, in the same way, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of you know Southern Hills, where you had like Mito with that last slice right at the end and just got pipped at the post. So like I, I'm getting that kind of vibe from it. So I, I think it's low key, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty much every uh, preview I read or listened to, they talked about the 17-18, how it could really like flip the tournament. Maybe on a, on a Saturday when you think a guy's comfortable and he falls back a couple strokes or definitely a Sunday, I mean, a one-stroke lead heading to 17, uh, it's, it, you're going to be holding on because it's two tough holes back-to-back. If the wind's howling, 17 is a complete bitch. Like It is going to be brutal for these guys. And 18... Can't go right. Just cannot go right. <laughs> That'll be whatever these try, guys try to do, but they will not allow that ball to go right, I hope. But uh, we're going to do it a little bit different this week. Um, usually we do the list. We're still going to do the list, but we're going to do it while we go through each team. So I'm going to say the team. Uh, I'll say the players. I'll ask if you got anybody on this on your list. If you say no, we'll quickly go through them, and we'll move on. So we'll start off at the bottom of the list. It is the... Bowmanville Blazers, one career win. This is their first rookie season. It's been up and down. Um, They drafted Patrick Cantlay, and he hasn't really lived up to it. A lot of top 10s, sure, but you need those Ws, and he didn't bring it. Um, He did have Justin Rose, who did get a win this year. He's been solid. Um, Someone that a lot of people like this week for uh, a late uh, major win in their career. Uh, he's had a great season, so I wouldn't be surprised of it. Uh, he, he was on my short list, but he fell off. Uh, he's also got Yannick Paul going. Uh, good young golfer from uh, the DP Tour. Really solid. I think we're going to hear from him soon. I don't think it's this one because this is his first major. And Alex Norn. Uh, sneaky, pretty solid uh, open record, but nothing crazy. Just a lot of top 20s and stuff like that. 
But, uh, yeah, that's the Blazers. You got anybody on this team? Yeah, I, I fell into the Cantlay trap again. There the it is. The numbers started going up to, like, 30 to 1. I, I just could not resist, and I, I jumped at it. So I, I'm on Patrick Cantlay. I think that if you're looking at a course where you need to be in the fairway to score, yep. he is constantly in the fairway with his with his driver. Uh, so I think, you know, if, if we don't get too much wind, if, if, it, if it's a bit more of a dome-type setting, um, I, I like Cantlay to compete. Uh, whether or not he wins, you know, he's constantly just sort of letting me down in that regard, but I'm willing to get hurt again. Yeah. Um, I had Cantley on my short list as well. I mean, all the stats, everything you read from, like, Justin Ray and all those guys, like, it's crazy he doesn't have a major, but he doesn't have a major. Like, that's just how it is. Um, I kind of stuck to a theme for my picks. You kind of – I needed to see a big year from you to come into this tournament. Uh, even my long shots, I feel like they've had a really solid year. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I'm not going Cantley, but I do like the pick. So I think that's solid to have on your squad. All right, we'll move on to the Bush boys. Bush boys, not a great season. They have six career wins, but none. Of, well, they had one this year, actually. That's wrong. Uh, Sepp Straka won this year. And they also have Louis Use going this week and Abe Anser. Anybody on the Bush boys? Uh, um, I think, like you, I'm trying to keep the cards lean and mean this week. Uh, and I think if you look at the history of this course, uh, the winners that it's produced, it's only been the best of the very best to yeah. win. And so I'm going to try and limit myself to that with uh, a few exceptions, including the pick I just gave. Yeah, so I honestly had one Bush boy on my short list. Um, Sepp Straka... Uh, I don't think he's going to win this major, but I do think he's going to be sniffing around. Uh, really liked what he did uh, for his win earlier a couple weeks ago. Um, he's just a big golfer that can draw the ball well. Um, I think he can play well in majors once he gets his feeding and gets used to it. But I don't think he's there yet. But I wouldn't be su surprised if we see Sepp near the top of the leaderboard, top 20 this week. Um, I do like Sepp. He was close, but uh, no, I have no Bush boys. All right, let's move on. I think it's going to be a theme here for the first couple teams. Anyways, the Aces, they have eight career wins. They'd have a lot more if they didn't trade people for draft picks, but they have eight career wins. They are going in with the postman, Brian, the Bruce Harmon, Corey Connors, Padraig Harrington, and Thomas Dietrich. Uh, anybody on the Aces on your card? No, I don't have anybody on the card. I think it's an interesting team, like, all those guys, I would consider like maybe parlaying them in like a make the cut. Yeah, parlay. I like I like all those guys this week. Dietrich, I don't know, but the top four, uh, Poston's gone back to back T six finishes in two weeks, so um, he's hot right now. The Harmon stuff, yeah. like his stats are ridiculous. Like he is, I was shocked he was thirty six. I was shocked he was twenty eight in the world. I am shocked with everything I learn about Brian Harmon daily. Like I just. I didn't believe any of that stuff, but yeah, he's always sniffing around. But I still, I don't, I don't see him winning a major. It feels like though these guys that are capable of hitting the fairway and putting well might have some life here, right? Yep. They just keep it in play and then just drain a few monsters. Like maybe you'll they'll be sniffing around. I don't think they're gonna win. Yeah. Um, but will they be um, playing on on Saturday and Sunday? I believe absolutely there's a chance. Yeah. I. Uh, I like Corey Connors. I mean, I know it's a Canadian pick. I don't think he's going to win, but I do think he'll contend again. He played well in the Scottish last week. Um, I still don't see the dog in him, but uh, I do think he'll be think he'll be sniffing around as well. I think he's just another guy that uh, plays well in majors. He can play any style. It's just the putter gets cold, and he just falls off on Sundays usually. So I don't see a win for the Aces, but not a bad lineup. Like you said, that's a make-cut parlay i would throw together i don't know about dietrich but i i definitely know about the other four all right now on to the peets the georgia peets three career wins on the season on the year uh he's only going with hogard mickelson and nick taylor um davis thompson cam davis mac hughes all could have been dropped instead they just sit and rot on the pine but anyways hogard mickelson Nick Taylor, any interest? No. Um, Phil could be interesting. Yeah. I mean, he, he could just 
pop up out of nowhere. You can't you can't rule out Phil ever since twenty twenty one. But other than that, yeah. Yeah. Um I doubt it with Phil. I just don't see it right now. Um but every time I say that, that's the the major that he plays well in. So who knows if that happens, but I'm not feeling it. I think I think this is a miscut this week for Phil. Uh let's move on to a good team. The Curtis Breeze. Eight career wins. They are going with five guys this week. John Rahm, Min Woo Lee, Colin Morikawa, Tom Hoagie, and Murnock. Uh, any interest in any of these guys? Yeah, I mean, interest, but I didn't pull the trigger on, you know, seeing Rahm creep up into, like, the teens or something. We might not see for a long time again. Um, Morikawa is somebody, too, who, if he's just going to be hitting fairways all weekend long, um, he might be there in the end, but just uh, I, I just couldn't get there for either of them. But I can see uh, a very likely way for like a, a path to them competing in this for sure. Yep, for hundred percent. Um, it was very hard for me to keep Rom off uh, with him creeping down like that. But just I don't know something about uh, this open. I just I don't see it right now, but I would not be surprised. I mean, if the last three winners are Tiger, Rory, and Rom, uh, I'm pretty good with that for this course. But uh, I'm staying away from the top of the board other than the guys that I've circled for a long time. And there is somebody on this team, though, that is on my team. So it's not John Rom. It's not Colin Morikow after last week. I know who week. it is. I know who it is. I know who it is. Who? It's Adrian Moronk. No, it is not. Oh, come on. <laughs> it is Lee. Um, sixty to one to win. Uh, I I just love his game. I think he's ready for a big win. I'd be sh- I'm I know it would be shocking if it was this one, but this guy's a player, man. He is he's with five top thirties and seven in, in seven uh, starts uh, at majors. He's a T five at the U.S. Open. He has a whole package. He's a long hitter who can flight it low. He has great touch around the green, and he's a phenomenal as a putter. So, like, he's got everything to win a major. It just might be too early. But everything I was reading, every stats I saw, his name was always there. He was always, like, it was always the big boys and then Minwoo Lee and all the same stats. So, 60-1, to 1, I'm going to take a chance on it. It's not going to be a huge bet, but I think I think he's got a chance. I really do. So, I want to be on it if he gets his first win, or first major. And I like his game for this one. Yeah, when he hits that... 20 foot high drive we call that one the stinger yeah yeah so i know there's some uh heavy hitters on the breeze but i'm going with pretty much their third best guy but i like him i everything i'm reading i'm loving minwoo okay yep on to the tigers the top team in the league nine career wins they got a squad coming into this one uh maddie fitzpatrick sam burns max homa uh denny mccarthy and xander shoffley anybody on the tigers no, just because I, you know, I had to make some hard, had to have some hard conversations with myself this week. I'm not getting caught up in some of the traps I've been caught up in earlier this year, such as around Xander, such as around Homa. We're keeping it lean and mean, um, but you know, those type of guys would normally, you know, get get me to look <laughs> their direction. But I'm I'm holding strong. All right, I do have a tiger on my list. And I'm going off the board. I have not seen this man's name on any card. I have not seen it in any preview. I have not heard it on anything. I have not listened to No Laying Up. So if someone's heard it on that, then sure. But all the ones I've listened to, nobody's talking about this guy. And that is because his major record has been terrible. But Max Homa, 50-1 to to win. Um, He's number eight in the world for a reason. He's number four in the FedEx for a reason. T12 last week at the Scottish. He says he loves link golf. It's his favorite style of golf. He says he absolutely loves it. Well, here you go. Here you go, Maxie. Nobody's got any pressure on you. Come in, make the cut, and go low. He's got a game to win a major. I think there was a lot of pressure on him this year after that great President's Cup. The U.S. Open and being in L.A., I told you when that was going on, I didn't like the amount of pressure on him. That was just way too much on him. But there's nothing here. He's got the whole family down there. I think he can win a major. So, like, why not? Just stamp yourself as a top golfer. Become a Ryder Cup staple. Take that next step. I think he has the game to win a major. So, I want to ride with him. I love that nobody's on him. I know it's an off-the-board pick, but I just got a feeling. 
Yeah, I mean, you're right. He's definitely got the game to win a major. It's just does it show up during the major? Yeah. Which he went to LA Country Club. He had a pretty good first, first round. round. Yeah, it's first round was solid. But he had a nice, I think it was like two or three under par after the first day, and then just melted uh, on, on Friday. So, you know, he's obviously capable of putting together good rounds in a major. Can you string them together? Um, you know, if he wins, that would be very, very surprising to me. But uh, like like you said, like I'm saying, he's got the game for sure. Yep. Yeah, well, I had to take it. I saw him at 50-1, to 1 and I'm like, you're not going to see Max many tournaments there. Like, he's a 20 to one guy, 30 to one, 35 to one, but 50 to one. I know his major record's really bad, but there's going to be a lot of people. If he wins that are saying, Holy shit, an eight, the top eight golfer in the world is at 50 to one and nobody touched it. So I just, I got a feeling, I think he's going to play good there. If the weather holds up, I think he can play any style. So we'll see. I'm on him and let's go. Let's go, Max. It's time. Anyways, next we have the big red who also have eight career wins uh, uh, for their team, and they are going with just two guys this week, Billy Horschel and the U.S. Open champion, Wyndham Clark. Any interest in the Big Red? No, but maybe we should, right? Like, Wyndham Clark has turned his game around in such a miraculous fashion. Yep. He's like, it's funny that he only has two guys, and they're going in, like, opposite directions. Yeah, right? totally. Like, 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 Billy's gone from one of the best – years of his career to one of the worst whereas Wyndham has now just like surged into becoming a total dude right now yeah. um and so I mean you know we got to put some respect on his name I guess uh do I think he's gonna win this week no but uh I haven't been on either of them but yeah I mean I'm, I'm very cautious in, in ruling him out of anything at this point now yeah Billy's an automatic cross-off it's been a disaster year Windy though like yeah, he's all the stats back it up. He's a top twenty golfer in the world, uh, Ryder Cup guy. Like it is a jump. It's kind of Max's jump from last year. Like it's like it's just a big, big jump. But to win a major, that's bigger than Max's run. That's massive. Uh, two wins this year. But the uh, thing that threw me off for Wyndham, the list of guys that have won the U.S. Open and the Open in the same year is top of the top. So. I don't think we're there with Wyndham Clark, so I'm going to have to cross off the big red. I got nobody for the red. All right, next we have the Fireball Freak. Seven career wins. They're going with all six. Matt Wallace, Jordan Spieth, Terrell Hatton, Harris English, Seamus Power, and Victor Hovland. Anybody? Nope. Um, <laughs> very good. Some very good golfers. Some people you could make some very strong arguments about. But, like I said earlier, decisions had to be made. Um, budgets must be followed. And so, for those reasons, I am out on the Freaks this tournament. I am not out on the Freaks. I have a Freak. Um, I am going with, you know my number, 20-1, to 1, oh. Victor Hovland. Uh, okay. I'm back on the Hov. Uh, hasn't missed a cut in over a year. T7 at the Masters. T2 at the PGA Championship, and he has a record here of T12 and T4 at the Open. Uh, I think Hovland's unbelievable, and I think he can put it together. Uh, he came back a bit in Scotland, went low. Um, he's a major winner in my eyes. I think it's he could break through this week. Uh, he's got a, just a hideous shirt, um, so hopefully he's got to wear a jacket. But I love you, Vic, and other than the fact the money goes to the Peets, I'm on you, and I think this could be a good week for Victor Hovland, so I'm riding with him. And he's not on my list, but I put some money on Jordan Spieth. I love Spieth at the Open. Um, he's top three, one of my favorite golfers, so I love going on the roller coaster with Spieth. So that is my extra little sprinkle. He's not a part of the list, so I don't get a credit if he wins, but I do make some money. So I have those two. Um, Hatton got a lot of love online. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Was he close to your list? Um, he's always close to my list because he's always close to my heart. When I think about golfers I love, it Hatton's up there, right? Like, nothing makes me cackle with joy more than just watching him do his thing. I know some people are starting to be like, oh, you know, maybe it's like a bit of a shtick. But he's just, he's got no inner monologue. And he's just like, he's always just 
like two or three degrees Fahrenheit away from being on the boil, right? Like he's <laughs> he's simmering at yeah. all hours of the day. Uh, I, I love him, and you know some strong arguments for why you should back him because he's just playing great golf all year long. He's been really good, and he hasn't got that win. And so that would be a guy normally you would stick with and bet on because you just know it's coming at some point. A lot of people thought it was coming last week, frankly. Yeah, um, but. Uh, I just I couldn't get there this week. Um, he his major record has not been great. He just he tends to kind of ghost um, some of these events. He just doesn't turn up for whatever reason, and I just I just couldn't get there. And so while I will be delighted when he like walks down uh, eighteen after he flies at OB and looks at like <laughs> some guy with like a bunch of titles after his name and calls him a piece of shit or whatever, yeah, um, I'll, I'll be delighted. It'll be hilarious. I just can't bet him. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I'm a hat. I like watching him. I think he's hilarious. I love the videos and all that. But if I was a guy that bet Hatton a lot, I think I'd be really rattled. Like, he's had a lot of chances to close stuff out, and he just can't. Um, I don't know. He's got to make that next step for, or his stick will get old. But for me, it's it's not old. It's hilarious. So I'm good with it right now. Uh, Bluefins. Well, uh, sorry, before we get there, the one thing I want to say, too, is, I kind of have a sneaky, sneaking suspicion that this course is going to play tougher um, than we might think. Uh, it sounds like they've had a bit of rain, so there's not going to be as much run out. Yeah. Uh, fairways, uh, the greens might be a bit stickier. And if it's playing longer, I don't know if I necessarily like Hatton for that reason, too, because, you know, he doesn't have the howitzer like some of the other guys. Like, And the way that these fairways are pretty tight and you got the rough pretty close and, like, the internal OB... Um, could play a little U.S. opening, even if the, the scores do end up in the teens, right? Yep, for sure. Okay, we are moving on to the Bluefins. Eight career wins. They are going with Brandon Todd, Cam Smith, Grillo, Benhuzanut, Raya, and Benny on. Uh, anybody on the Fins? No, I have nobody on the Fins. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, we got to give a little love to Cam Smith. He has played well the last little bit on the live. Um, but to go back-to-back at the Open, I, I don't know. I just don't I don't see it. Um, I'm not going to back it. Would I be surprised if he won? No. But it's just not what I'm seeing this week. So I'm going to say no to that. But congrats on last year's win when you stole it yeah. from Rory. Um, well, well, and so what I was going to say is just when it comes to Cam Smith, I thought St. Andrews was perfect for him because it has those – massive like mile wide fairways yeah uh which are perfect for a guy who can get a bit squirrely with the driver like cam because you know maybe he just tugs one a little bit and he's still got a bit of room to escape um and then he can just let the, the the putter and the irons do the rest of the talking and that's exactly what happened this doesn't feel like that same kind of course that there's a difference uh between st andrews and and, and uh royal liverpool that I think is going to keep Cam from winning. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't see it. I know some people have got him as their top guy going in, but uh, for me, it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I haven't seen him enough this year, but um, yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not feeling that one. All right, we're on to the Royals. Four career wins in London. Uh, they are going with Bryson, Kitayama, Davis Riley, Ryan Fox, Gary Woodland, and Joaquin Neiman. Um, anybody on that team that you like? No, um, just another situation where I'm trying to keep it tight. And while you know some of those names might arouse my interest in the past, I'm just I gotta stick to my guns here. I think Kitty could contend. Um, he was on my short list. He is a long hitter. Um, he's played in Europe for a few years. Um, I would not be surprised if we saw him near the top of the board. Um, I see a lot of people writing Bryson seventy to one. Um, everyone knows I love watching Bryson golf, but I just I don't know. I don't know if he's ready to win the Open with the lack of golf he's really played this year. I know we can say the same thing for Brooks, but Brooks is a different beast. Um, I don't know if Bryson does it. That'd be a wild, wild weekend. Twitter would burn down, and it would be fun. But I don't know. I don't. I don't see that. That's not where I'm going. But I do think Kitty could contend. I think that's the guy that we need to look out for on the Royals. Yeah, a lot of people thought he might contend uh, in Scotland, or if they're back. Yeah, they weren't there in England this week. It was yep. Scotland last week. Um, thought that he might have a good shot at Scottish Open. You pointed out he's got that European Tour pedigree. Um, yeah, 
some good reasons. Also won the Arnold Palmer, which is not an easy tournament to win. You, only the big dogs kind of win that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, somebody to keep an eye on. I just think he's not going to have it in, you know, have, have enough of the, of the juice to win this week. Yep. All right, we got the Grizzlies. Five career wins. They're going with Cam Young, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, Andrew Putnam, Jordan Smith, and Taylor Gooch. Any Grizzlies on your list? Nobody on my list, but I'm intrigued by DJ. This me week, too. Me too. Um, he was the last he, cut for me. He uh, has been hit. He hit it really well at LA Country Club. Um, I feel like he's someone that he is just going to get better as the year goes along in, in the current state because he's just going to be pl- picking up these competitive rounds throughout the year. Um, yeah. And if it's just going to be like like a, a ball striking kind of course, uh, I think you could do worse than Dustin Johnson. Exactly. Uh, my thing about it, the live thing's over. Like they already won. So I lost that bet. So if a live guy wins, I don't really give a shit about that anymore. But I look at how guys left and how they acted and stuff. And there's some guys I just don't want to see win. DJ ain't one of them. DJ has been straight since the start. I don't want to golf as much. I'm going to take guaranteed money, and I'm worrying about the majors, and that's it. I wish everyone said that, and I bet you if they did say that, we would actually be more into live. Instead of doing the bullshit of putting, like, you're going to change golf and do all this and open new games, no. DJ said exactly what it is. It was for the money and to play less. That's what he wants. All the power to you. Um... I'm taking DJ not in my top six. He's not on my list, but I am taking him for top live golfer uh, plus 500. Uh, The two guys ahead of him are Cam Smith and Brooks. Um, I think that's good value on DJ. Uh, Nobody else on really that live list I'm too worried about. So DJ at plus 500. I like it. Just I think he's got to beat Brooks and Cam, and I think he can do it. I think DJ's sneaky going to be awesome this week. And next up, the Rattlesnakes. Six career wins. They're going with Tommy Kim, Tony Finau, Russell Henley, Taylor Moore, and Scotty Scheffler. Any Rattlesnakes on your list? Yeah. Um, in a bit of a different fashion, I, I don't know if I'm going to get there uh, with an outright on Scotty just because my card's a bit crowded. But I floated this yesterday in the chat just saying Scotty's top 10's just gotta be an auto bet right yep. like, look at that I already bet it like he's gonna be in the hunt um in some way like he's gonna be around on Sunday whether it's um you know whether he's gonna be close to, to winning or if he's just gonna be close to a top 10 I'm not sure but he's just he's playing so well and it just seems like he's on the cusp of, of something great again, that you just can't shun him totally. And so I have him at the top 10. I took him top five. Uh, maybe if I have a stiff drink between now and when they tee <laughs> off, I'll bite the bull and just bet the outright as well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think you, you got to bet Scotty in some fashion. You got to get that Scotty insurance. Yeah. So to pile on the Scotty stuff, um, I was listening to a podcast, and I don't know, maybe it's different when you read it, you listen to it, but the guy, the Justin Ray was talking, and he said that this is the best ball striking since Tiger. They're in data golf, they, he is second, all time ever. Um, that usually wins a major. Like, there's, it's, it's wild that he hasn't been able to just rack off all these wins. Honestly, if he was putting at average putting, he would have what? Seven wins this year. Like it's, it's absolutely insane. I'm terrified. I do not, I do not want to see Scotty win until next year. I hope Scotty wins 10 tournaments next year, but this year y'all know the reasons I'm out on Scotty. I'm against him winning and I don't want to see it. Um, do I think he could win? Yes. Do I think he is likely to win actually yeah like i think i think it's wild how good his stats are and the snakes should be really confident about that and i guess the aces but i don't know i'm just i'm hoping against it there's really nothing to say wrong about it the only thing that is making me stay away really other than the aces and uh crap like that is everyone says if he's just an average putter like i just said then he'll win well I don't think the major is when you're going to figure out your putter. So that's my only thing that's keeping me hopeful that he's not going to run away with this thing. 
Yeah, and the, the one thing when it comes to Scotty's putting this week is that the green complexes are going to be a lot wonkier than the typical stuff you see like week to week on the PGA. Yeah, I feel like Even, you want to be comfortable with that putter in your hand here. True, but I think if there were ever a time for him to break out of the putting funk, wouldn't it be at the funkiest putting greens they've seen all year? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. He miss he misses a lot of short ones. That seems like a a problem. Like there's something going on there. Like he's not just like missing twenty footers. He's missing short putts. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm just trying to do something negative here. I just, I got, I got to turn it. Uh, there's a lot of snakes though that I think could do something here. Like Tommy Kim, uh, he was on my short list. Didn't make it. Um, just because his putting stats aren't that great. Uh, he is a great iron player. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't see Tommy getting his first win this year at the open. It would be an awesome story. We all love Tommy, but I just don't see it. Tony, uh, Tony's another guy I was thinking about, but his putter's just been so cold lately, and he hasn't really done anything in a while, so I'm staying away from him. I think Russell Henley's a guy that could get a top 10. Uh, he just always seems to be sniffing around. Um, he's one of those guys you don't want to see in the last group just because it's Russell Henley. Like, who gives a shit? But he's a good golfer, and I think he'll be around the top. I think he'll definitely get it. Well, not definitely, but he could get a top 10 for the Snakes. All right, let's move on to the Vice. We got... 11 career wins. They have Sung J.M., Hideki Matsuyama, K.H. Lee, Keegan Bradley, and Ricky Fowler going. Before we talk about this, I would just like to voice some concern for Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on? Like, you're, uh, you're pretty into this. You're, you're a fantasy diehard. You talk about this shit with me all the time. How have you not cut the cord on Joel Damon? Um, you you gotta have that glue guy. You gotta have that glue guy. Uh, I really thought that he might find some form over the summer. Yeah. It just hasn't been there. Um, and then I guess the other part would just be laziness on my part. You know, it's, uh, just not having, um, I don't know, the energy mentally, (laughs) physically, whatever to just put him out of his misery so we're gonna let him linger um the playoffs are coming you might want to drop him before that all right all right all right but let's get into the team who do you got anybody on the vice on your card well i mean i kind of have some of my customary like sprinkles on just my guys. yeah 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 yeah. My but guys. i mean your card your card the ones you're giving bets out for so i made a bet at the beginning of this year which i you know i kind of have a process before the century, which is I like to read ahead, look at the courses, try and see, you know, who might play good uh, at some of the places coming up, especially the majors. And I've had uh, the open circled for a bit because of this bet, because this guy has come through finally, and he is peaking at the perfect time. And that is Ricky Fowler. Yep. Um, I got him. I can't remember exactly when, but I think I got him finally at like seventy to one. Uh, this was, this was back in like April, May. Oh my god! Why didn't started. you tell me about that? That is wonderful. I mean, I just looked, and it was it was really just basic uh, like golf arithmetic. It's like, hey, they're playing at this course they played last in twenty fourteen. Who played well there in twenty fourteen? Yep. Oh, you had Rory McIlroy. Oh, Ricky Fowler. He's been in the news lately because he's playing good golf. So I'm like, what are his odds right now? I'm like, huh, it's pretty good. Maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll just sit on this for a bit. And, and then, then I finally pulled the trigger. And uh, he has just kept playing better and better and better. And now um, he's dropped to, like, what, like 20 to 1? So it's, like, a lot of it's, – it's a valuable bet. But uh, it won't have any value if he doesn't win. But I think, um, you know, 7 to 1, Ricky, I- I'm interested in. 20 to 1, Ricky, right now, probably not so much. Oh, uh, bite your tongue. Bite your tongue. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he, he, he I think, uh, is going to have uh, a good week. It's just a question of, did he exhale a bit too much after Detroit, right? Like, did he take, uh, did he loosen his grip on the wheel a little bit, I think. Um, but I do think he's going to be sniffing around all week. Yeah, so 
that's awesome. I love when you get an early, like I did that with Spieth and I got the 50 to one when he was down to like 12 to one. It was awesome. You just feel so much more pumped about it. Um, so good on you. That's great. Um, I still took Ricky, uh, 22 to one to win. Um, it's crazy to see him this low considering he didn't even qualify for this tournament last year. Um, but he's playing some of the best golf in the world right now. Honestly, the stats are insane. I've been saying it. He is like a top 15 golfer in the world after where he was to turn it around this quick to get that win in Detroit. He's had success here. He is a major player. I know he hasn't won, but look at the stats. That guy comes to play in majors. He did it this year already. Um, he fell off a bit, obviously, but he now he knows what it's like to get back into that mix. It's not going to be rare to him if he's in the hunt again on Sunday at another major, especially at a course he's comfortable with. I I love Ricky this week. I wish I had him at seventy to one, but I I got him at twenty two to one to win, and I'm riding him. Um, I'm excited. I think I think if you get a major and a win and a Keegan Bradley win, wow. That was definitely worth a, worth a first. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I really like Ricky. Um, I'm on him. He's on my list. Sungjae, he's not playing good golf. I would be surprised if he even makes a weekend. Hideki, I've seen some people uh, circling Hideki. Um, it's, it, there's a good chance that you're going to be hitting a lot of long irons into these greens, and Hideki's one of the best at that, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see him around. KH Lee, I, I don't see that. And Keegan Bradley, uh, does not have a good open record, but the 2014, when he came here, he finished T19 and that's when he was kind of playing his best golf. And I feel like he's back playing his best golf. So I don't think it's going to be a blow up miscut for Keegan. I think, I think he could be around. I don't, I don't think he's going to win this, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Keegan up there. Um, yeah, it's. The Hideki thing, I think it's more just the number, right? Where it's like you, you've got a guy who's just so recently been a major winner that when he gets, you know, he reaches like critical mass on the odds board, you're like, you got to think about it a little bit before just totally ruling him out. Yep. And it's just, you know, the consistency just isn't there. Sungjae has been uh, a train wreck since a, a decent start on Keegan. Yeah, I mean, I can see him being, uh, you know, making the cut, playing around, uh, just just don't see him winning. No, yeah, I don't see the win. That would be like a ma like two time major winner. Like that's that's kind of a statement there for him. But uh, I did miss one bet uh, from the last group, the snakes. I have Tom Kim top Asian uh, plus three twenty. Um, okay. No, don't not sure if he's gonna win, but really he's going up. We all know the Asians that are all playing Siwoo um, Hideki. Uh, we all know him, but uh, I think Tommy Kim, he had a good week last week. Wouldn't be surprised if he's up there. So, like I said, didn't pick him to win, but top Asian, plus 320. All right, let's move on to the diesel weights. Uh, five career wins. They have Tigala, Brooks, Stallings, and Chris Kirk going this week. Any interest in the weights? Mm, not particularly. Um I, yeah, I, I just don't see it this week for them. I think Kirk kind of, Kirk always kind of piques my interest a little bit. Just because I've seen a few comps um, just with Lynx Golf and with PJ National where they play the Honda, right? Where yes, you can get, sir. Yes, sir. You can get that windy kind of day. Um, so that intrigues me a bit. Not enough for me to bet on it, but it sounds like um, I might be alone on that one. So, diesel weights. Tigala, um, I think he's a stud, but I don't think he's ready to win a major yet. Uh, Stallings, falling off a cliff. Lucky to make the weekend. Brooks, listen. I like Brooks. Don't like him on the weights. Will not like him on the weights. We'll hope he misses the cut on the weights. And, yeah, I have nothing good to say about Brooks. I'm not going to bet him. He'll... I have no interest in it. I hope he misses the cut. And there is a diesel weight, though, on my list, and it is the man you just mentioned, Chris Kirk. He is my long shot play of the week, 200 to 1 to win. Um, total gut play here, but the stats back it up, man. Uh, he was 19th year in 2014, and like you said, the Honda is one of the better open pointers on the pga tour a lot of guys that win the honda do well at the at the open um he has two top 30s and two majors already this year 
the guy can grind, and I I don't think this is going to be just like a bomber's course. Um, I think Kirk can hang around. He's nasty with the putter. Um, yeah, I'm 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 on Kirk for a long shot, two hundred to one to win. Spicy, I like it. Yeah, you got to take some shots. You got to take some shots. Okay, next up, we have the Merman, the Myrtle Beach Merman. Four career wins coming in with Justin Thomas, Siwoo Kim, Shane Lowry, Tommy Fleetwood, Adam Scott, and Jason Day. Solid team here. Any uh, Merman on your list? No. um, A lot of temptation to take some guys I'm usually inclined to taking here but you know it's it's like uh those anti-drug campaigns and they just say no just say no to Tommy you know what's gonna happen yep. take Tom um Siwoo Kim uh god I very tempting but I'll, yep. I'll pass for now um just guys that like they normally would have my money I just can't get there because I I want to keep things very focused. Yeah. And those are distractions I just can't afford right now. Okay. So, yeah, I'll rip through them quick. Justin Thomas, not the year. He's not going to win a major this year the way he's playing. Uh, Siwoo Kim, I'm not going to lie. He was on my short list again. Every friggin' major comes around. Everything, like, Siwoo's got the game to, like, play. It's just he can't put four rounds together. So, I don't know. But I didn't, I don't have him. Uh, Shane Lowry. I'd be surprised if he wins another open that soon after the last, like, I just, I don't know. That's a, that's kind of a state. That's a big statement to make. And I don't know if we're there yet with Shane Lowry. I love him. I love, I love the Irish Santa, but, uh, yeah, I'm just not sure if he's winning this week. Tommy Fleetwood. I love Tommy. If Tommy wins, I'll be pumped as hell, but I like, I need him to get a big win before a major. Like, I just want to see him win once on the PGA tour. I know he's won some big, uh, Europe tour events, but like, I don't give a shit. Like, win one over here. Show us against the big boys. I know you always contend, but I just want to see it. I'm, I don't know. I, uh, I can't bet it until he does that first. Adam Scott, uh, he's playing pretty good this year, but I, don't, I can't see Adam Scott winning a major right now. And Jason Day's game has fallen off a cliff since he won. Um, he was a guy I was thinking about uh, a month ago, like when he won that tournament. Like, maybe this is a guy that we should be circling for a major. But I don't know. I just his game has not been good for the last little bit. So I have no mermen. Mermen free. Okay. Last team. It is the Las Vegas Freebirds. Thirteen career wins. And they're running with Rory McElroy, Lucas Herbert, Adam Shank, Baggy Mack, and Victor Perez. Okay. So let me just rip down the other guys and then we'll get to the the top guy. Uh, Victor Perez, he's got a lot of good stats. He might make the Euro team. I don't see much. Uh, I don't see him winning or anything like that. I could see him sneak in. I might bet him for a backdoor top 10, top 20 kind of thing, but we'll see. If he, he could miss a cut, I think it was worth a shot. Baggy Mack, what a week last week. If Rory didn't win, that would have been awesome for Baggy. Um, his stats in the open are actually awesome. Um, he was on my short list as well. I just, I stayed away. I'm going to bet him, but, uh... Yeah, he wasn't on my list. I do have a bet for uh, Baggy, though, that I think you might like. Top Scotsman. Plus 115. Go take a a look at the rest of the Scotsman. I think you'll be comfortable putting some money on Baggy Mac. uh, We're going to ride that one pretty hard. Just going to throw that out there right now. I feel good about uh, Baggy having a good week. And honestly, the rest of those guys are creative players. Um, it's it's Baggy Mac. Uh, Shank, I heard some talk about Shank. Like, he is, like, 26 in the FedEx, but to come over here for his first major and do something, like, let's relax a bit. Like, I do think he could win on tour this year, but first win at the, the Open, uh, I'll be happy if he makes a cut. Uh-huh. And Lucas Herbert, another sneaky guy, just grinds and plays well on hard courses. But it would be a tall task to win this that one, so I'm gonna uh, I'm just gonna hope he makes the cut as well. Now, let's get into it. Rory yep. McIlroy. Now everyone's probably thinking, oh, Nickerson's just picking him. No, that's not exactly what happened. Um, Jeff, why don't you tell me about last Saturday at around 11:30 p.m. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was 
sitting before uh, a roaring fire, feet up, snifter of brandy, reading many leather books, leather-bound books, um, just engaging in the finer things in life, um, <laughs> which is just common for me, right? Like, I, I have a very uh, refined taste, and uh, when I'm not working hard, which is the only way I work, uh, I like to kick back with, with culture. And, you know, I like to think, too. I'm, I'm very philosophical. Uh, I'm pondering the big questions all the time. Yep. What is life? Why are we here? Those kind of things. What if God was one of us? Along the- <laughs> All right, get to it. And so one of the questions I was asking myself was, I'm sitting there looking, you know, my phone buzzes. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just take a little peek, see what's going on. Notification, just kind of recapping the day at the Scottish Open. Rory's got that one-stroke lead. And I'm wondering, you know, how can I... I'm interested in Rory for, for the Open. I'm not really loving him at, you know, like seven to one. I think it was like six and a half to one at that point. Yep. And so I'm like, how can I get involved here? I want to get involved in Rory in some fashion. And so ultimately what I found was a way to parlay Rory winning the Genesis Scottish Open last week with a Rory win at the Open at mm-hmm. Royal Liverpool mm-hmm. this week. Yep. So... Phase one was Rory winning the Scottish Open, which um, was a not a by any means a sure thing. It was very wobbly there for a bit. Yep. He came through. He came through, and now that means all he needs to do is to win the Open this week, and he will cash uh, a substantially higher number for me, and I'll get to the, the second part of this, um, than he would have if I just would have bet him straight up to win the Open. And, of course, I had to, while I, I was pondering these things on Saturday night, I had to inform my, my good pal, Jeff Nickerson, about this <laughs> possibility. Yes, and yes, you did. You responded swiftly. You took swift action. <laughs> you said, get me in. Get me in on this. Yeah. And we were off. We were away. Yeah, so Jeff was reading leather-bound books. I probably was... 18 joints of Chris Bailey weed deep at that point and was talking about Adam 22 and Lena the plug. (laughs) I got a text that said, I have a way to bet Rory Scottish open and British open. And I knew you couldn't do that on bet three, six, five. So I said, I'm in, like, I don't care where it's coming from. So he pulls it up on, I think, Sports Interaction or something like that. And I quickly e-transferred the money. And we have a large amount to win if Rory can pull this off for us. So this isn't a birds back in the birds. This is the birds in the vice holding hands together and jumping into this one. Because this is a big one. And I've done this before. Actually, 10 years ago... Phil won the Scottish, and I doubled up and won again with the Open. Ten years is a great anniversary, and I am ready to pop bottles with the Vice. Rory, we need you to do it, buddy. Um, He is the favorite. He defends his title from Royal Liverpool. He looks excited. He looks happy. He doesn't look nervous. He's pretty much telling the media to fuck off. He... Honestly, like, and this isn't blowing, like, what he did last week, but if he putted okay on Friday and Saturday, or Friday and Saturday, he would have won by, like, 11 strokes. Like, it, what, he lost nine strokes on the green in one round. Like, he is, he was smoking the ball, and just everything was crisp, everything was down the line. Yes, it's a big ask. I know Rory doesn't win majors, ghosts, all that bullshit, but to have this juice on him right now, I am fucking fired up. And what he did last week just made me more fired up. And Michael Kim's little notes about the course made me think that sounds great for our boy. I, I'm i as pumped as Lena the Plug was before the video we spoke of. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> the family podcast. The family podcast. Anyways, anyways. Yes. So I am on Rory. Um, I hit him again. Might as well. Plus 750. Um, 
yeah, that's the top dog of my list. Yep. Um, I just think, look at how, you know, this, this tournament produces champions who are the best golfers in the world at any given time. And I think, you know, Rory's clearly in the top three right now. Um, you can argue around who's the, the best if, if you want. But I just think that, you know, it's happening this week. It's happening. Yeah. Um, he's either, you know, he's he's either going to win this or I think he's just got to, like, take the live deal, GM the cliques, the Majestics, the Range Goats, <laughs> whoever, take the team ownership, um, and just take that pressure off yourself. I think you're right in that he has decided that he's gone about his prep this week in a very understated way. Um and I think, you know, he feels it, right? Like, he, yeah. he's vibing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, and I like I like the the things I'm hearing about the course right now, which are a lot of rain recently. So somebody who can bomb it out a little further might have an advantage, such as Rory. Yeah. He's got, of course, a good course history here, having yeah. won. Um, and, you know, the form in, in recent weeks has just been fantastic. So, uh, yep, it's... All systems go, I think. Yeah, it's locked in. I also have another little prop bet for Rory. Um, I saw the odds, and I was just like, you know what? We're so invested right now. Um, why not just sprinkle a little bit more? Uh, Rory top 10 is even money. So I put the same amount that we put on to win for that one. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I feel good about that one. And uh, I So here is my favorite bet of the week okay. that I'm going to give you right now. Yep. Because it involves Rory. It also involves Scotty. Nice. I know what you're doing. There there is a market, and you can get this on 365, you can get this on a lot of different other books, called a dual forecast. And it's kind of like betting um, an exacta for a horse race, like the first two. And they don't have to finish in an exact order, though. You don't have to box it or anything like that. It's just if you you pick these two people and you think they're going to finish first and second in in some fashion. And the Rory Scotty dual forecast. Uh, it's forty to one right now, and I just think like on Sunday it's going to be Rory versus Scotty. I think it's just going to be these two horses have broken loose from the rest of the pack, and it's going to be them just duking it out for this. Like I, I, I think that everything is just leading up to that. That'd be and awesome. That, you know, it's a very, it's not a very controversial take to say, <laughs> to say the best golfers are going to be in contention to win one of the big, biggest tournaments of the year. But I just think that I, I can't see it any other way right now. So. No, and, like, it's worth a sprinkle just because, like, like far and away, like, it kind of feels like those two have kind of pulled away here coming into this one. Um, I know, yeah, we still got to think about Brooks and Rom and all that stuff, but it just feels like momentum's kind of building for both of those guys. So I, I honestly, like, I know we're all in on Rory, but, I mean, I don't think it's a bad bet if you just want to play it Rory – Scotty, both, you put it, I don't care what you're, you're 25, 50, let's say you put 100 on each. Um, I think one of the two of them is winning this week. So I don't think it's a bad bet and just ride with those two and see what happens. So, um, but we want, we know who we want of those two to win. Correct. There All right. Is a very big reach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I have the Big Daddy Bro Bet of the Week. Yes. Um, uh, it is a first round. We're going to get this one over with quick. It is a three ball matchup and it's been a fan favorite of the FFL lately. Um, honestly, he's, when I see him tweet, I actually get excited to read about what he's about to say. Um, it's Mike Kim. I'm going with Mike Kim plus 162 versus Higa and Shinkwin. I have never heard of these golfers. I looked them up. Higgins won a bunch of times on the Japanese tour, and Shinkwin is a overweight player on the DPA, uh, uh, the European tour, and has one career win. Uh, Mike Kim's won in the states. Uh, Mike Kim obviously knows a lot about this course. He seems locked in. Uh, I just want a feel-good story. I want to see him make the cut. I think he would give us sweet tidbits all week uh, if he keeps going along. So let's get him off to a good start. We all like him. Mike Kim, plus 162. Love it. Got to pay it forward. He's been giving us the goods on Twitter. Yep. A lot of good course intel this week. Um, 
and yeah, just the analysis is, is on point. So I love I'm it. down yeah. to, to back our boy Mike. Yep. All right, so that's it. So we're riding Rory hard. Um, you heard all the rest of our bets. Um, I do like those prop bets a lot. Uh, I'll just say them again. Tom Kim, top Asian, plus 320. Beggy Mac, plus 115, top Scotsman. DJ, top Liv, plus 500. Rory, top 10, plus 100. And the Big Daddy Bro bet, Mike Kim, plus 162. And yeah, those are the side bets. I got Min Woo, Chris Kirk, Max Homa, Victor Hovland, Ricky, and Roy McIlroy. Um, Jeff, it's been fun. Um, anything else you want to talk about? We have exactly four minutes. Nope, not much more to add other than say it has been a pleasure serving as your, your podcast co-host for these majors. Um, it's been a good year of golf. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping for another really good tournament. I, I think it has the makings of a great one. Yeah. Let's finish with a win. Um what do you think about the tight end thing we had this week? Um, I, I think I made my thoughts pretty clear. I think that I get where you're. Com- I get where you're coming from. I I think you know uh, it's a point of like it's a leverage point, right? Where like having it in place makes you have to to dig a little deeper to make decisions around allocating draft picks um, or future draft picks, and yeah, I mean. I just think that if you go to just another flex, it just it becomes a little too easy. I, I think that you should be rewarding people that um, take chances, do their research, uh, engage in a little bit of gamesmanship. And I think removing the tight end kind of dumbs it down a bit. That, that's just me. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I'm not going to fight it. Uh, I said my points of why I think you can get rid of it, but I'm totally fine with keeping it. So that's why when it was 10-6, I'm like, I'm not switching something that I don't really care that much about. I love, it's like waiver wires for me in golf. Like I fucking love grinding the waivers, checking everything each week. I mean, I don't know about you, but most of my thing throughout the week in football season is injuries and then just checking which tight ends I want to start. So like, it's always tight ends. So I get that. Um, it would be different without it. So I'm fine with keeping it. 10 to six isn't enough to change anything. And what do you think about the draft pick new format? Uh, I like it. I like it, um, as a way of, even though, as, as I noted, it makes us all filthy communists who, who hate the free market, <laughs> um, and refuse to let people just wreck themselves if they so choose. Yeah. I like it as a way of just keeping people invested in the season, right? Like yeah. you have to have like a, base amounts it's like oh it's like a floor on the salary cap yeah exactly you know? yeah so from that perspective i like it because you know it's got a having not totally done a like a complete blow up um i don't know what that feels like but i'm sure it feels like you just kind of put down your phone and don't look at the fantasy app until like november right yeah. you think you had some picks but yeah it's i like i like it just for the, for the reason of it it keeps people in the game I, I think obviously trades will go down because there won't be guys just throwing away our eighth round pick to get somebody's like third wide receiver. But we will, I think we'll see more intelligent trades. I think there'll be like, like when you and I did the, um, the, the Fowler Bradley trade and like we thought of some, a new way to do the trade and it was good. I think there's going to be more picks involved in trades. I think there's going to be, um, different value on players now i think it'll be interesting if someone still throws a one in there i think that's the hammer to get somebody but um i wouldn't be surprised if you see a guy trade a two and a four or or like try to just make more packages that can actually entice somebody i think it'll be more bidding wars and then instead of just who's going to give me that first you know what i mean so um we'll see i just i don't think we'll see the guys just throwing away picks for bench guys so i think it lines us up for a tighter season uh there's still going to be some bad teams this year with like glasses doesn't have a pick till the 12th round but um yeah next year it'll even out and we'll go forward with that i think it'll be easy to follow and i think the trades will still be sweet they'll just be a bit less of them like it all right well that's it open rory mcelroy let's do it baby